0: In, in, in front of the, the chief priest and, and, and chastises him for not preaching and teaching the truth. And, and, and uh, finally, God ends up killing the man, uh, the other prophet, that, that hated Jeremiah so much. And, and so, here, so here they are. They devise, they work, they practice, they covet, they take, they oppress. And they even take a man's heritage, his possessions, his property, Whatever it is, they take it all. And, and let us, and so here we see that in our country, but how, how does this work individually? Well, make sure that there isn't anything in this world that we ought to fall in love with that, that brings us to this point uh, of where we covet and, and become violent about taking something from someone else. There is nothing in this world that is worth anything like that. Nothing. Nothing. I do believe that, for God to use us greatly, we just have to get to the point where we're just not in love with this world, and we're not in love with the possessions, and we're not in love with with building the reputation, or 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 building our power, or building our our legacy in in uh, goods. But truly, the only thing we're focused on is our is our walk with God, our, our having trusted Christ and living for Christ and making a difference in people's lives for eternity. That's all that matters. And so, and for God to use us greatly, we have to get to that point. And, and here we see that many were coveting those things. And And let us be careful with that. Let it, let us be careful about, uh, uh, I, I guess, even like, what we decided with carrying pregnancy, let's not fall in love with a bank account. I mean, I, I've said this for years. We, we are uh, we, we are considered a nonprofit organization, and so I, I have seen churches that that get a, a big nest egg, and and honestly, that becomes the sacred cow. I mean, that that is. That is all that matters. And they and they walk around and they almost gloat over the idea of how much money that they have in their savings and, and all the things that they have like that And because that's how God blesses us. And that, that isn't a blessing at all. You're not doing anything with it. And so let, let us use what we have to make a difference in people's lives for eternity. And never fall in love with those things that, that do not matter and, and never you know, of all things, let, let not a church get to the point where they're more in love with the money than they are with their Lord. And so we, uh, let's be careful with that. But then he goes on in verse three, he says, therefore, thus saith the Lord, behold against this family, that family, against this clan, against these tribes, against this entire nation is what he's saying. Do I devise an evil, an injury, a distress, a misery, from which ye shall not remove your necks? Neither shall ye go haughtily, for this time is evil. You know, I I don't know. I I don't think I, oh, I wish I'd have written that. You know what? Let me go back here to Jeremiah. Go back to Jeremiah. Let's see if it's in... I read it um, oh no go to Jeremiah 28 sorry I don't think I have it in there heidi but Jeremiah 28 sorry I, I should have written this one down for you I, I didn't but look at this Jeremiah 28 verse 10 this is the this is the other prophet that I was telling you about uh, Hananiah and and Hananiah was, was prophesying all of the swell things and and telling Israel, "Oh, you guys are good, and all is good." And 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 he, honestly, I, I know I offend people sometimes, but honestly, Hananiah was the Joel Osteen of the day. That's what he was. It was all prosperity, and it was all about how, how God's blessings are are that I'm going to get to fly around in my 66 million dollar jet and and live in my three multi million dollar homes. That's that's God blessing you because I get to live in those things. That that's more or less what prosperity gospel is, and and so it's a, definitely a nice picture of socialism is what it is. But Hananiah was the Joel Osteen of the day in verse ten. Then Hananiah the prophet took the yoke from off the prophet Jeremiah's neck and break it. Look, he he was on he was in a yoke in a wooden yoke and. And he was put into that yoke and and the stocks and and here he is. He has this thing around his neck and and his arms in this. And and he and why is he in that? Is it because he's he's causing a, a sedition? Is it because he's he's trying to bring up a revolution? No, he's just telling them, look, you need to repent. And you need to get right with God and and you need to seek His mercy and His grace and and you need to walk with Him and be obedient to Him. And so they put him in these stocks and. And, and he's got this yoke around him. And, and so Hananiah, and all his brilliance, he comes and he, and he takes it off and, and he breaks it. And Hananiah spake in the presence of all the people, saying, Thus saith the Lord, even so will I break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, from the neck of all nations within the space of two full years. And the prophet Jeremiah went his way. Then the word of the Lord came unto Jeremiah the prophet, after that Hananiah the prophet had broken the yoke off the neck of the prophet Jeremiah, saying, Go and tell Hananiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord, Thou hast broken the yokes of wood, but Thou shalt make for them yokes of iron. For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I have put a yoke of iron upon the neck of all these nations, that they may serve Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and they shall serve him, and I have given him the beasts of the field also. You, you know, what I, I look at this, I guess, a little bit differently just because I'm a pastor, but I, I don't find Jeremiah's job pleasant at all. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't like that. I, I don't, you know, there are times where, where you preach the truth and, and you lay it out to someone because they really, truly need to hear the truth because of what they're doing and they're not living the way that they should, and, and, you, and you do it in a loving way, but I, I, don't, I don't enjoy those confrontations at all. And, and here, Hananiah had had him locked up in, in, this, in, in uh, uh, this yoke already, and, and, he, and he goes away, and he's like, fine, you want to do that? You do whatever you want to, make a big show, Hananiah. And, and he thinks, I'm off the hook, and then God says, hey, I want you to go back. Lord, did you not see what they did to me before? And here you're telling me to do this again. And, and, and he says, yeah, and I want you to go back. And, and I want you to tell him that that wooden yoke that you broke, I want you to know that you're going to get a yoke put on you that's made of metal. And you're not going to break it. And you are going to be destroyed. And further yet, then look at verse 15. Then said the prophet Jeremiah and to Hananiah the prophet, Hear now, Hananiah, the Lord hath not sent thee, but thou makest this people to trust in a lie. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will cast thee from off the face of the earth this year. Thou shalt die, because thou hast taught rebellion against the Lord. So Hananiah the prophet died the same year in the seventh month. I, I'm. We need to understand. Our country needs to understand. Our churches need to understand. The individuals in our churches need to understand that that God is not mocked and, and God has been mocked and God is being mocked in the churches today and I'm telling you, God is telling us that's enough. That's enough and you're not going to continue to do this and you need to get real and you need to do the right thing in your life and you need to follow me and, and truly if you are going to be the light that you are praying and asking uh, for, for us to be and, and, and you keep praying to God and saying, hey, we want to reach this community and, and we really want to be used to this community, then God is saying, okay, if that's the case, then it needs to be purified. And you need to get real with me, and and you need to get transparent with me, and and you need to understand your weaknesses that you have, and, and you need to understand all of these things that's going on in your life around you, and and really you need to quit falling in love with all of those things, and and you need to just look to me and serve me with everything that you have. And it starts with me, and, and it's with every one of us. And God has allowed us to go through some. And, and, and honestly, I, I, don't, I don't believe it's chastening what God is doing in our church. I think it's purifying. And I think God is just showing us that we just need to look to Him, serve Him, and look forward to the day that we'll celebrate with Him for eternity. And let's not fall in love with this world. And and here we see that there were those, and he was saying, "You here, you are you, you you I'm going to devise an evil against you that you're not going to remove this from your necks, and, and neither shall you go haughtily, for this time is evil." And so you need to understand that that yoke is coming. Back in Amos, another one who was prophesying during much of this time, and. Amos 5 and verse 13, this is the verse. This one really jumped out at me a couple weeks ago in studying. While all of this is going on, all this judgment, Amos makes this point. Therefore, the prudent. The prudent are those that we see described in Proverbs that take the Word of God, read the Word of God, understand the Word of God, and apply the Word of God. Those are the prudent. They're the ones that are doing that. Those are the saved ones that that know Christ, know what He's doing, and and understand that and, and and are walking the way that they ought to, okay? Those are the prudent, shall keep silence in that time, for it is an evil time. That's scary to me. Because I, I look at this and, and I look at our country and I, I look at the world and, and you want to stand up and you want to yell and you want to scream, but, but here when the time comes and that judgment comes harshly down upon the world, it says here that the prudent just step back and they're quiet and they allow God to do what it is that God is doing. Now, I don't know if we're to that point. But I think that that sometimes that you you don't cast your pearl before swine. So you could take this, and you could take Micah, and you could go to, to Washington D.C. and and you could stand on the steps of the of the Congress and and preach Micah all day long, and and most of them are going to look at you and scoff at you and walk away and think, what disease does this guy have? And and what mental problems does he have? And, and, and we need to avoid this character. And matter of fact, maybe find some way to, to have him arrested and get him out of here. And, and, and maybe there comes a time where, where what we need to do is we need to preach this to the churches. And, and we need to reach out to our communities. But, but when that heavy hand of God comes, maybe then it's time that, that we, we come back and we worship our God. And we allow God to do whatever it is that God is doing, and we just trust Him. We live for Him, and we find the opportunities of those that are looking, and we share it with them. We encourage them. I don't know, but it was an interesting verse, isn't it? Remember what He told us over in Ephesians chapter five. In Ephesians chapter five, He told us there that that uh, there were. Going to be challenges also, and and in Ephesians five, he said in in uh, verse fifteen, he said, "See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil." And so we need to understand that the days are evil. And I didn't write it down. I won't go there. But remember, in Matthew chapter six, he says that seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto thee, Matthew 6, verse 33. But then he goes on in verse 34, and there he tells us that don't don't worry about about those things, and and don't worry about tomorrow because the evil of today is sufficient. We just need to get through the day, don't we? We need to just walk with God and make it through this day and and, and pay attention and do what it is that God wants us to do. In Colossians chapter 4, verses 4 and 5, he says that I may make it manifest as I ought to speak, walk in wisdom toward them that are without, redeeming the time. That's the prudent. Those are the ones that are prudent. And, and, and we need to, and, and so we're, as a wise believer then, I think there comes a time where, a wise believer will not be walking around agitating the evil nor will they be casting their pearls before swine we need to look to god mind our business serve him and allow god to do what he wants to do without us trying to interfere and sometimes that hurts and sometimes it's not easy look back one one other example leviticus look at you talk about hard this after the, the losses that we've dealt with uh, this year uh, makes a little more sense to me. And But look in Leviticus chapter 10. Leviticus chapter 10. We're going to start with verse 1. And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron. Remember Aaron? And so he used greatly. And here he was, had a... Kind of a privileged position, but Nadab and Abihu were his sons, and they took either of them as censer and put fire therein, and put incense thereon, and offered strange fire before the Lord, which he commanded them not. And there went out fire from the Lord and devoured them, and they died before the Lord. I mean, we understand, don't we? They're here one moment, and they're gone the next. And they're gone because they just didn't obey what God said. And then Moses said unto Aaron, This is it that the Lord spake, saying, I will be sanctified in them that come nigh me, and before all the people I will be glorified. And then look what it says. And Aaron held his peace. You know how difficult that would have had to have been? I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I catch myself reading this as a narrative and, and not really thinking about and believing that it's true. I, I don't know exactly how to explain this. And, and knowing that it happened, but, but never personalizing it, if that makes sense. But put yourself in Aaron's shoes, proud of his son's, I mean, they're, they're following him in the line of the priest. They're going to be used greatly of God. They turn around and they disobey God, and they're gone. They're gone. But then the example that I wanted you to have is that Aaron held his peace. You know, sometimes we just have to, we just have to weather the storm. Sometimes we have to allow God to do whatever it is that he's doing and allow him to, to do that so that he receives the honor and the glory that he deserves. And here we see that God, God, through Micah, was telling them, I am done with your disobedience. I am done with your misbehavior. I am done with you not representing me as a chosen nation that you are. I am done with you living however way that you want to and think that it's going to be okay. I am done with you uh, uh, jeopardizing everything because of your horrible testimony. And he was done. And here we see that, that Micah comes out and tells them, hey, that you're going to get a yoke, and it's not going to be breakable. And you are going to, to go through this. And think about what they went through. Think of Daniel. We think of how powerful Daniel was and how God used him greatly for many, many years. But Daniel went through some pretty horrendous things in his life, especially as a young boy, ripped from his family, taken to a strange country. His life was threatened immediately, and he chose still to walk with God after he had probably seen that king send soldiers in, that wiped out the rest of his family. And God still used him. But in that, you know what you see? You see that Daniel held his peace and just allowed God to do the work. You know, many times we we need to just allow God to do that. As an individual, I need to do that. And I need to make sure that I'm not doing the things that that would bring judgment upon me, but rather bring blessings of God upon me. And so let's do that. Let's listen to what they did, and let's not do it. And let's be the individuals that God is pleased with. Let us be the church that God is going to use. And with that, I mean, in the trials that we've had, and look, I'm, I, I hope this doesn't sound, I hope this hasn't sounded uh, rough and uncaring because that's not at all. You know, sometimes we just have to, you, you just, I don't, I don't know, I guess you just hunker down and you pray and you help each other and you just get through the day and you move on to the next day and you do the same thing. Yesterday, yesterday was one of those days. Not not just for me, but for a lot of people. Yesterday was one of those days. Satan was busy. Satan was very busy. And there was all kinds of stuff going on. And it's on those days, you know, you just you just look to God, you do what you can, and you ask him to help you, and you walk with him, and you just let everything else go. Let God take care of it. And God does. And we just hold our peace. We allow God to do that. And today, much better. At least for me. Sorry for the rest of you if it was a bad day again. But today was a much better day. And I thank God for that because Tuesday could go away and we could just forget it. And uh, we move on. And so anyway, let's learn from this. Let's not be as Israel. But let us be obedient to his word. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I pray your blessings upon it. I pray you help us to, to love you like we should and, and help us to, to walk with you. And Lord, it is hard. And it's hard whenever you are working in our lives and, and things happen that are such a challenge to us. Lord, none of us want to fail, but it is difficult our emotions, just our mind, the circumstances, the people around us, Satan trying to throw things at us at the same time, Father, help us stay focused on you. Help us to learn from the mistakes and the bad choices that Israel made and help us not to do those. But Lord, truly, help us to be the church body that you will use guide us and bless us, Lord. I pray that you take us home safely tonight. I pray you use us in your work, and that, Father, you will guide us and direct us to make, and, and just use us to make a difference in the lives of other people. I pray you bring us back here safely when the doors are open. Lord, we love you. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Good to see you tonight. Lord bless you. Have a good evening.